Good morning. Oh, there's a lot of action. A lot of, uh, you know, you stand for Jesus and uh, everybody wants to give you their viewpoint. <laughs> what they think Jesus means and what Jesus is and what God is and everyone's got their own story. But I'm up here in Nettleland, Colorado and uh, 8,300 feet. I'm right on the peak to peak highway. I'm just uh, 10 inches away from the curve here. This is where I'll be till about three o'clock. Normally I'm here till four. And uh, we've got a lot of action going on, a lot of yelling going on. So we've got uh, situations going on, but I got to keep going no matter what. Set my coffee down. All right, so uh, let's just get in the word. I've got something to do here. I got work to do, I guess. And we got uh, somebody here that uh, has a large mouth. And uh, I can't, you know, he's not leaving anywhere. So I got to go even with a loud mouth beside me. <coughs> so uh, let me pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come out to the street. We can come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can lift up the word of God. We can lift up a banner to claim Jesus Christ as Lord. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in Nettleland, Colorado today. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's go into Acts chapter 20 here. Am I okay here? I don't know if I'm okay. But I got the wind in my face. It's kind of breezy. And uh, uh, it is what it is, okay? <laughs> Plus, I'm tired. This is my Friday. So, uh, busy day. All right, let's get going here. So Acts 20, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go back up here to the uh, last part of 16. It says here, uh, remember the audio is going to be rough throughout the video, so I apologize for that. Nothing I can do about that. Plus all the noise and all the people. I'm not in a building. I'm not in a building. Yeah, so you got mockers too. People. You know. So uh, let me just, I'm trying to wait for this wind to calm down a little bit. And uh, all right, so let's go back up into here. I'm going to read through 20 a little bit. Uh, it says here in the last part of verse 16, Acts 20, in King James. So I'm going to hope this is working. For he hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. So Paul wanted to be in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. So he was kind of in a hurry to get going. He wanted to move out of there, hastened to be in Jerusalem for the Pentecost. Pentecost, we know, is the day that the Holy Ghost came, the 50th day, and uh, that's what happened there. Anyways, uh, so I'm a little scattered, uh, you know. I do this every day, and uh, actually I <laughs> I do, here's uh, what I do during the day. In the mor This is just the ministry part. So in the morning I do a class for an hour, then I upload a podcast, and then I update my website and then I uh, come out to the street to preach on, on the camera and then I lift my banner for several hours and then when I get home I edit the video and upload the short the scripture short and uh, put it that together and so there's a lot of different events I do every single day and uh, I get tired so and that's why I, sometimes I rattle on and I don't doesn't make any sense to me. I don't take cut any of this out of the video because uh, if I did that, you would think, man, John is so perfect. He's always right on. He does everything right. And I can cut all the misspeak out. I can cut the rambling out. I can cut all the different bits and pieces out to shorten it up and make it sound like I just really got it all together. But the Holy Spirit was very adamant to me very specific to me because I learned how to do that edit part so I want you when you turn the camera on to record you leave everything on leave everything on there all the problems all the situations everything on the camera on the video because I want you to be an example and the reason I say this a lot is because when I first before I started this uh, I thought I had to be perfect yeah because when you watch these edited videos, it's like watching a movie, everybody looks perfect. You don't see any bloopers, you don't see any problems, you don't see the camera fall over, you don't see any, uh, no, no problems whatsoever. Everything is just pristinely perfect. And uh, that's not life, that's not how it is. So uh, I wanna be an example. And so that's why I didn't do videos for many years 
because I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form other than my life in Christ. You know, I understand the verses to be perfect as I am perfect, and, uh, and I walk holy. Anyway, sorry, I'm just really distracted here. I got lots of situations going on here. Plus, I had real, a lot of problems this morning again, and I tell you, problems seem to come in seasons for me. Uh, it's like once I have one problem, I have to almost expect several others to, to come along with that one. And so I had a lot of problems in Chase Bank today. And then I had problems on the bus, and then I had problems here when I got here, and I'm still having problems. I had problems with... Anyways, so that's why I'm struggling. All right, so let's uh, go down here to the second part of 16. Let's just kind of read through this. For he hasted, if it were possible for him, this is Paul speaking, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost, verse 17. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. So he called the elders of the church. Now, keep that in mind, the elders of the church. He called them to have a council, have a meeting, to have a get-together of the elders of the church. And uh, when you finish reading through the rest of this, you know that uh, the reason he called this meeting together of all the elders of the church is because that's the last time he's gonna, they're going to see him, right? And uh, so he's kind of preparing them a little bit, right? Anyways, he called the elders of the church. So sometimes you have to call all the people in your church together to talk. You know, it's kind of like what we're doing now. I'm calling all the, you know. But anyways, that's what he's doing. He called the elders of the church, verse 18. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons. All seasons. All right? All seasons. I'll talk as I read through this. All seasons. That's the guy who's yelling if you can pick it up. All seasons. And that's kind of like what you see me here on these videos is I'm in here all seasons. Later this winter, you'll see me doing videos from Netherlands in the snow. <laughs> How about that? If there's snow that day, then I'm here. Right? All seasons. Verse 19. Serving the Lord with all humility, humility of mind. I talked a little bit about that this morning in class. Humility. You have to be humble. In fact, I talked about that yesterday too. Humble. Humility is very important. You've got to stay lowly. You have to keep yourself, you know, lowered, I guess you could say. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears right, and temptations which befell me by the, by the lying in wait of the Jews. So it was constantly, you know, anyway, I'll, I'm just going to read through this. I, I, I'm really troubled here. A lot of problems. Verse 20, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. Kept back nothing. I don't keep back anything either. It's kind of what Paul was doing. He was pouring his life out, emptying it out totally to all the elders of the church that they would pick up all that he had and they would, he would, they would deliver it to the church and do what he was doing, right? It's kind of what I'm doing now, training people in our church and out here in the video, uh, sermons here, to, uh, to go out and preach the gospel. You, you can do videos too. Don't be ashamed of of putting your face on camera. I know a lot of people are that way. Unless God told you not to. That's different. Do what God told you to do. And the reason I'm doing this is because the Lord told me to do this. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost told me to do this. Alright, so I'm doing it. Alright. He filled me, laying in wait of the Jews. Verse 20. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you. See, he showed you. That's an example. Paul says, I'm an example. Showed you. And have taught you publicly. Yes. I'm teaching publicly, just like I'm doing now. Teaching publicly. An example. Teaching publicly. An example. I didn't think it was going to be windy today. I looked at that. It was going to be oh, four or five miles an hour. That's okay. Crazy, huh? Every day is different. Every day is different. I'm in a different location every day. I don't go to the same place all the time, other than my rotation. Many tears and temptations, which befell me. Oh, no, keep going down. So this guy's really bugging me because he is not of the Lord. He's of Satan. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. 
See, we touch publicly out here. We're doing exactly what Paul did. He teaches publicly and from house to house. That's what they did in Acts chapter 2. They went, touched people, and, uh, you know. Anyways. And from house to house. 21. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, the Gentiles. Another word for, he just didn't peep, preach to the Jews and the Greeks. The Greeks, uh, if you know the scriptures, if you know the word of God, you'll see that Gentile is another word that could be used there for Greek. All right? Those who are not in the family of God. Right? And remember, Greek was the, uh, besides Hebrew, one of the, the main language was Greek. So everybody, if you didn't speak Hebrew, you're automatically a Greek because everyone spoke Greek. That's how you got around. That was the common language, just like now, today in this world, uh, as, a, as a world traveler, you really have to be speaking English. English is kind of like the world language. And uh, you know, it's just it's the business language too. To the Greeks, repentance towards God. So repentance towards God, faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. That was his main message, to repent, turn away from the world, put yourself towards God. Why did he say God there? He said God because Jesus said, if you, you believe in God, believe also in me. So getting people to point themselves toward God is sometimes the hardest part. Because a lot of people, once they point towards God, then they, don't, they can't seem to figure out some other things. If you point them just towards Jesus, uh, there's all, you know, good, he's leaving, hopefully. Yeah, he's taking off. Dude, he sits there all day long and heckles me all day long. I talked to him for a while, but I've seen him probably half a dozen times, so anyways. Hang on a second, okay? Hang on, hang on. Here's my coffee. <laughs> I don't ever, I don't buy coffee up here because it's expensive, but I was so troubled that I thought, man, Lord, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to buy a cup of coffee at the New Moon Cafe there and a uh, biscuit there and just relax because I am really stressed. <clears throat> so you can get mad at me. There, so there you go. Just like give you more information so you can accuse me even more of what I do wrong. <laughs> I think it's funny, man. I love it. I think it's a blast. It, to me, it's comical when people judge me and criticize me and put me down and tell me how wrong I am. Uh, I kind of laugh at that because I know where I'm at and I know what I'm doing. And uh, God knows where I'm at and God knows what I'm doing. And He doesn't condemn me. He doesn't criticize me. He doesn't do anything that many do. Not everybody, but there's a few. And uh, I think it's funny. God bless you. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's like when people dislike all my videos. <laughs> I mean, why are you even watching it? You know it's a Christian, it says right there, Jesus, but they dislike, 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 dislike. <laughs> I think it's funny, I'm glad they do it. I'm glad they do it because then it gets recorded because they did a physical action of denying Christ before the whole world. The whole world saw or potentially could see the dislikes, dislike, dislike, dislike. Normally it's on the scripture shorts. And I got several that follow me and make sure they dislike all the videos. <laughs> As if that's gonna bother me. I think it's great, I love it. I love it. I told the Lord here a while back, I said, I wish it was 50-50. 50% would dislike it, 50% like it. Wouldn't that be great? I get a lot of interaction. <laughs> I love it. I want people to say no to God. I want them to hear them saying no to God. I want them to hear their words. And if they don't hear it now, they're going to hear it later. I want people to... <laughs> Not everybody's going to heaven. I don't care how what you think. I know there's a lot of churches that teach uh, corruption that says, oh, God loves everybody and everybody's going to heaven. Yeah, even their dog and their cat. fun with that. Find out when, on that last day. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, 
and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You know? This guy here that was mocking me for the last 20 minutes, I waited for a long time thinking he might be taken off. I tried to, you know, I've talked to him before. And, uh, you know, he talks about God, but he talks about Jesus like he's just some nothing. Just a, another guy, that, and he talks foul mouth about Mary, and uh, it's just horrible. And about Joseph, and uh, so you know the fruit. They can talk about God, they can know God, they can know Jesus, all that kind of stuff, and they'll still go to hell with that kind of knowledge. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Look this guy here who's yelling at me, right? Like this lady in the bus, wants nothing to do with Jesus, won't even say good morning to me. I'll wave to her, but she makes sure she ignores me. I'll sad. Yeah. I'll keep being friendly. I'll keep being friendly. Keep testifying to her. Best I can. Will not give up on her. Will not condemn her. Won't curse her. Won't tell her she's going to hell. She already knows that. The Bible says they're condemned already. When you're condemned already, you already know it. Down inside of your gut, you already know that. That's why you're lashing out. That's why you drink so much and get drunk and feed your body and get 500 pounds overweight and uh, you buy everything in the world. You're always broke and you're gambling and your prostitution and your pornography. All those vices in the world to help satisfy that, that knot in your stomach because you know you're condemned already. And Satan keeps that not active. And that's why you have to turn away from God. I mean, turn away from the God of this world. Turn away from the world to God. When you turn away long enough, you'll come to understand that God cares for you. He died on the cross for you. And you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? It's windy out here, so... Feels good to me, actually. I'm pretty well dressed. Got my long johns on. <laughs> got my three layers on here. I got a bunch of layers in my pack. Supposed to be kind of chilly. Deep with sun. All right. Repents toward God and faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold. So now behold. Listen. I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Remember Jerusalem. That's what we read earlier. He's going to Jerusalem because he wants to be there for the day of Pentecost. He wants to be there for the day of Pentecost. How come our churches don't celebrate Pentecost? I don't know why. Maybe they don't believe in the Holy Ghost anymore. They don't believe in that day. They want to celebrate Halloween. How many churches are going to celebrate Halloween? Yeah? Lots. Lots and lots and lots and lots. Every church I've ever been attended celebrated Halloween. Satan's high day. All right bunch of churches in Boulder are going to all celebrate Halloween. They celebrate the Easter Bunny. They celebrate Santa Claus. They celebrate all the wickedness in the world. They can't understand why the Spirit of God is not moving in their church. Right? Oh well. Christians do the same thing. They go home. They celebrate Santa Claus. Father dresses up Santa Claus and says, Santa Claus, here's, the, here's some Santa Claus. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but it just popped in my mind. Let's have an Easter egg hunt. Talk about the Easter bunny. Yeah. Let's all dress up in our wickedness. Just like the doctor's offices are all dressed up in their wickedness for Halloween. Oh, it's so much fun. I'm asking God to open their eyes so they can see the evil. So then when they see the evil, it will repulse them. So much so that they'll run to the beauty of truth. But their eyes are blinded. They can't see the truth. They can't see the lie. Yeah. If they saw the lie, they would turn to the truth. But they can't see either one. And so I'm asking, Lord, open their eyes to see the truth. Ears to hear the truth. Heart to understand the truth. And eyes to see the lies. Eyes to, ears to hear the lie. And a heart to understand the lie. So they can 
make a decision. I don't know. I mean, lies are in the Bible. Father of lies, that's Satan, right? I want them to see Satan. Will that happen? I don't know. But it's really a desire of mine. <laughs> I pray that. They want to hail Satan. Well, I want to make sure they see who they're hailing. Hail, H-A-I-L. Could be Helen. <laughs> Anyways. Most people have clicked off the video by now, so praise God. Let's go on now. And now behold, I go into the into I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. <laughs> bound in the spirit. Could it be that the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, was kind of uh, restricting Paul from going anywhere else, and he was just kind of with a forceful nature, kind of going, making Paul go to Jerusalem? I don't know. Interesting how he uses these words, bound. Uh, into Jerusalem, not knowing the things that should befall me there. So the Spirit is saying, I don't know what's going to befall me. I just know there is. I already know it. The Holy Ghost has been telling me. Here's what it says here. Say that the Holy Ghost witnesseth at every city. In every city, the Holy Ghost has been witnessing to Paul, saying, this is what the Holy Ghost has been telling Paul, that bound, bonds, bonds and afflictions abide me. They're waiting for me. Bonds and afflictions are waiting Paul when he gets to Jerusalem. So if you knew that, would you tell the Holy Spirit, no, I'm not going to go there? Or would you turn around and go the other way? Yeah, I don't, you know. I go to cities, just like come here, knowing, knowing, I have full knowledge that there are going to be haters of what I'm doing. But people say, oh, you're not supposed to preach hate. Look, they're the ones preaching hate. They're the ones screaming at me and yelling at me, profanity like the guy who was here. That foul, foul, foul wickedness coming out of his mouth. I didn't say any of those words. I was just smiling. <laughs> I was just smiling. Holy Ghost witnesseth that every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. 24. But none of these things move me. Knowing the struggle that I, I'm going, going to go through today doesn't affect me. I just keep going. I just keep going. But I see people quit because of the affliction. See, they quit because of the affliction. Sometimes you have to go through the affliction because the affliction will make you stronger will make you stronger. You know, you think of the, all the pine trees and all the mountains up here, up here, and uh, you know, these pine trees in the valley fall over real easy. You know, they're very shallow rooted. They fall over easily. But the mountain, the trees way up there above the tree line, they stay there. God bless you, sir. Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm doing good, sir. You doing a live stream? Uh, I'm recording a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been seeing you out here for years. I wish you'd wave back here. Yeah. Oh, wow. I used to have a great pickup. Oh, I remember the great pickup. Here's a couple gospel tracks. One to keep, a couple to give. That's my YouTube. That's what I'm doing right now on YouTube. Gotcha. Doing a sermon up here. This is my card. I have a window company out of Netherlands. I live right here. Oh, yeah. I live at the very top up there. Oh, my goodness. And this is my name and number and my address. Can I have this? Yes, please. Oh, That's wow. for you. Oh. Sometime when you got time, I, I've been wanting to stop and talk to you for a while. Okay. I have something I want to share with you. Okay. If you ever want to stop by, you know, up at my house, uh, have some tea or coffee uh -huh. with me and let me just show you something that I've been shown. Okay. It's not really a good time here to okay. do it. Okay, sure. Uh, but it, I think you might be interested in stuff okay. to do with money and to do with our Believer in Jesus yes, Christ, sir. born again. Born again, 1995. Okay. Been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay. And you know, my life has just led me okay. to this place and time. Okay. And it's a journey I've been called okay. on. Okay. Uh, and your uh, first name is Walter. Walter, I'm Rose. So I'm up Rose. here on the third Friday 
of every month. So like next month, uh -huh. uh, maybe I can give you a call and say, I'll, and I'll come up early. Like I take, I ride the bus everywhere. Oh, you ride the so bus. So I, I take the 1010 up here. Gotcha. But the next earlier bus is the 810, and I can give you a call maybe, and I can take the 810 up here. And maybe you can pick me up and take me over there. We can have coffee for, and uh, then I come back down here at 10 o'clock and or 11 o'clock, because I usually get here at 11. Something like that. Sure. And uh, that would make I would feel good about that. Provides Jehovah Jireh. So yeah, so me uh, and my brother work together. Okay. Uh, my brother, his name is Matthew. Matthew, okay. And uh, we work together and doing construction sure. stuff all around. Okay. But uh, you know, uh, yeah. next next month, whenever that'd be great. If yeah. Because I I, I I preach six days a week and I run a church in Boulder. I so see I, all the I, I'm really, you know, my time is stretched to the max. And uh, like next week, I'm going to be the whole week in Trinidad, down there on the Colorado, next Mexico border. And, uh, and, you know, so I'm moving around a lot. But I have this time set aside for Netherlands, the third Friday. That's what this is, the third Friday of the month. And I've been coming up here for four years now. Yeah, I basically am all the time running around, so I see you all the time, so I just don't That's cool. But, uh, and, and my number, let me give you this so you'll have my number yeah, too. Yeah, Here's our, her yeah. church card there. has my cell phone on it. I'm the pastor of that church okay. here in Boulder. And there's my phone number right there. John Choke? Uh, it's a French name. Chuck. Chuck? Chuck. Like Chuck and Corn. Like Chuck and Corn, yeah. It's Belgium, actually. Gotcha. Yeah. Belgium. Yeah. Gotcha. First born in America. I'm Rose. I'm Irish, obviously. <laughs> red hair. <laughs> yeah, red hair. You see it. I'm straight Irish. I can't deny that. <laughs> Well, praise God, man. But my kingdom's in heaven. So. Mine is too, man. God bless you, you, Walter. Brother. Love you too. I'd love to talk, to sit and talk to you. God's told me some stuff that'll, that's blown my mind. Yeah, all right. That, that is just literally world-changing. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah. it's time for this message. Amen. See you later, Walter. So that's, uh, I don't know if you heard Walter here, he lives right at the top of that mountain right there. Wow, that's amazing. So that's, uh, so two things just happened just now. You got, I have it live on camera. One, I've been praying to have a Bible study at one of these mountaintop homes. That's what I've been praying for four years. Lord, I want to have a Bible study in one of these homes up on the top of the mountain. I don't know why. That's just a desire dropped in my heart. So I've just been agreeing with the Lord. Lord, I thank you for that Bible study up on the top of the mountain. There, one of those homes. There's homes all up the top on these mountain, these mountains. I don't know if you can see that. But uh, number two uh, is uh, consistency. He said, I see you every time you're here. I'm the one who honks and waves. There's a lot of people do that. And uh, I see you in Boulder all the time when I go down to Boulder because his wife works in Denver. And so consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Being faithful. Being faithful. I can't stress that enough. If you're not faithful now, you won't be faithful when it gets darker. I absolutely guarantee you will not be faithful. You'll become less faithful. And if you come if you lose enough of your faith, you'll probably quit Jesus. Yeah. You may say, Oh John, I'll never quit Jesus. I'll never turn my back on Jesus. Well, you're, all you're doing is saying what Peter said. Peter said the same thing. I'll never quit you. All the disciples, God bless you, man. <laughs>
Next month, we'll see you. <laughs> nice looking Lincoln. <laughs> oh, I got so many testimonies. Anyways, uh, so he's inviting me up to his home. So next next month here, I'll call him. And if that works out, we'll have a two-hour Bible study. Third Friday of next month. That'll be November. There'll be answered prayer, plus him coming and talking to me. His faithfulness. He'll be willing to listen. I'm willing to listen to him. He'll be willing to listen to me. And uh, he has a message from the Lord. And I have a message. So he's, he says he's born again. Baptized with the Holy Ghost. And uh, loved Jesus. And this is, you know, he testified. Anyways. Interesting, huh? Uh, also, another testimony today. Is on my way to the bus station today. Uh, I'm praying for the governor of Colorado. He lives in Boulder what I've been told I don't know that for a fact but I've been told he lives in Boulder and uh, the governor of Colorado and so I'm praying for an audience with him I'm praying not in his office not in his business but in his home in Boulder I'm asking the Lord that they'll make a way he'll make a way that I can sit down with the governor of Colorado and talk to him now what am I going to talk about well I know what I'm going to talk about but I don't know what God has for him I just know that I'm supposed to agree with the Lord that the Lord will open the door. When? I have no idea. But when the door opens, i got to go in. And uh, one of the ways is, uh, I think I know where he lives, not certain of this, but there's a place uh, that has very expensive living quarters. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much more. But there are uh, Secret Service type people, two of them in two big black cars, and they, you know, they're dressed in their stuff. and. Uh, they guard his place. Pretty sure that's his place. Can't think of anybody else who would be that way. But uh, and so uh, I've been over the last four years. Uh, I've been attempting to befriend the Secret Service type people, whatever they are. And so it's been very hard because they don't say hello to anybody. They're very guarded. They're very strict. I mean, they're very military-minded, and they're they're attentive to their job. But in the last, you know, year, uh, I've, I've got them to wave to me now. Yeah, so this morning, walking there, one of the Secret Service guys that guarded Polis's home, I think, it's, I think it is, I'm not sure of that, but he, was, he made sure he waved to me and gave me a big, big smile while he was sitting in his uh, car, you know, guarding his thing, guarding his place. So getting closer and closer to me having that audience with governor of Colorado. Pretty interesting. Are you praying for your governor of your state? I'm called to the state of Colorado. I'm not really asking for an audience with the president because I'm not really called to the state of United States. I'm called to the state of Colorado. So I'm all about this state. So I am serious about what I'm doing in my state. You know, I'm not wandering around just going with the wind like it is right now. I'm very focused in my calling and uh, if you don't watch if you don't watch it listen to this if you're not watching your own calling being faithful and a good steward of your calling people are going to ask you to come here and go there preach over here John would you come do this will you come do this this and that and all this stuff and you have to say no and they look at you kind of funny. Well, I'm going to give you an audience of 10,000 people or 1,000 people. Or, or I'm going to give you... No, I don't care. I mean, that's fine. But I am faithful to my state. And uh, you have to pay, pay attention to that. You have to follow God in your life, in your calling. Okay? That's what Paul is doing here. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. This is chapter 20 in the King James. Chapter 20 in the book of Acts. But none of these things move me, neither can I my life dear unto myself. So that's a, you can go back to Revelation 12 11 there. Love not your life unto death. Paul is an example of that. Do you love your life? Oh, I love my life. I love this. I'm all about my. No, I don't, you know. Don't do that. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. I love, I, 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 I Neither count I my life dear unto myself. I gave my life away to the Lord. I gave my life away to the Lord. 
My life is not my own. I also gave my body to the Lord. I gave my will to the Lord. I've given the rest of my life in serving the Lord. I've given all my desires. I've given my everything. everything. There's nothing that I'm holding back from the Lord. Nothing. I can't think of one thing that I've held back. Nothing. Not nothing. Nothing. I don't hold anything back. It takes a lot of faith to live that way. <clears throat> Neither can I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. The only way you're going to be able to finish your course is you have to forget your life. You have to lay your life down. It says, that's it. I'm leaving that life behind and I'm going to serve God. I'm going to give it up. Give it up. Sorry, that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be that way. It's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. Like when you join, when I joined the military during the Vietnam. You know, we all had to raise our hands, swear to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and all that kind of stuff. We said we pledged our life to the United States of America, to the people. At that moment, we were no longer our own. We, were, we became government property. See, a lot of people don't get that. You, sign, you know, I don't know what it is today, but during Vietnam, uh, and probably long before that, uh, you become a military person, you're owned by the government. You're no longer your own. And if you hurt yourself, you're destroying government property and you can get in trouble. Yeah. God's no different. You receive Christ, you're no longer your own. You're God's property. You hurt God's property, God's going to do something. He's going to say something to you. It says here, I might finish my course. I count, uh, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course, the course that we're on, with joy and the ministry. I want to finish my ministry. I want to finish this ministry that I'm in. I want to make sure I go all the way and finish my course with joy and the ministry that the Lord Jesus Christ gave me when he called me way back when. Right? Course with joy, the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. See, that's how we get into the ministry. We're, we're called by the Lord Jesus to serve him in ministry. And we're like his arms and his legs. You know, like when a military man, when we go overseas and we go to battle, we go to war, we're the arms and feet of the President of the United States, so to speak. You know? He's a commander-in-chief. we got a really goofy guy right now, uh, but, then, but hopefully after that we'll get somebody better. And uh, so it comes and goes. Sometimes we have a good one, sometimes we have a bad one, sometimes we have a good one, and then a bad one. Right now we have a bad one, but he is what he is. Supposedly, supposedly, he received 83 million votes, the most votes in all of the history of America. Yeah, right. But that's another story there. A lot of people know the truth, but the truth doesn't want to be told. They want to believe a lie. I, my life, I, uh, I count my life dear, not to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God, to testify the gospel, God's word of the grace of God. That's what we're doing now, right? Let's keep going on. <clears throat> Verse 25. And now behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone fishing. I have gone fishing. I know. <laughs> Every time I read that, I hear, I see fishing. <laughs> but it says, I, I have gone preaching. I have gone preaching. That's the name of our sermon this today. So I've gone preaching. Hang on a second. Praise God. I love what I do, man. I, I tell you, there is nothing in the world that I would rather be doing than standing right here doing this sermon on the camera and then lifting my banner staying here for the day there there's nothing there's not one enticement that can get me to leave here it's amazing it's amazing to be doing what makes you so full of joy it's spectacular spectacular it, it's it's just how many people that are in their retirement years 
are after you know after after the few first few years of being retired and you're not on vacation anymore because that's what the first couple years of retirement feels like you're on vacation and then the holiday ends and now you gotta do something with your life because if you don't do something with your life you die and uh, it uh, that's teaching for those who retire and I just know so many retired people that are so unhappy uh, you know after the vacation period ends they would, now what do I do what do I do now there's only so much woodworking in the garage I can do uh, there's only so many trips I can go on uh, there's only so many miles I can drive around in my RV recreational vehicle uh, uh, there's only so much coffee I can drink down at the McDonald's with all the retired people sitting around McDonald's in the morning <laughs> there's only so much I can do they sit around there's only so many uh, uh, soap operas I can watch. I mean, it's really sad. They're really sad. Retired people. So to me, doing this is is a gift from God to me. A gift. Isn't that amazing? This ministry is a gift to me personally from God. How many people look at the street ministry as a burden, as a horrible thing to do? And here I'm saying, I'm calling it a gift from God. It's a gift. Wow, a gift from God. It's amazing. What is your attitude toward ministry? All right, I have received the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching, the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Shall see my face no more. He's telling the elders of the church. You remember he gathered all the elders of the church? He's telling them, you're not going to see my face anymore. You're not going to see my face anymore. And, uh, you know, not going to see my face anymore. Because it says, I've gone preaching. The kingdom of God, you shall see my face no more. Verse 26. Wherefore, I take to you the cord, this record this day. This day is to testify of of what I'm doing. God bless you, sir. Moses invested. Yeah, he. <laughs> Moses invest. Yeah. Praise God. You know, it's just, it just baffles me. How so many people can have, like this gentleman here, have such goofy, twisted, oddball teaching inside them. And they think it's true. And it's all a lie. Amazes me. And you, and you can't tell them any different. You can't tell them they're, they're, that's not true. Oh, no, it's, it's, it is true. I learned it. I have it. It's real. All right. That's why I don't come against anybody anymore. If they want to sin, fine. Enjoy your sin. If you're going to die in your sin, you're going to go to hell. Oh, well. I'm going to keep on preaching because there's going to be somebody who wants to receive Christ. Somebody. It just seems like nowadays, nowadays, very few people want to receive Christ. Is that going to stop me? Nope. Not gonna stop me. Not gonna stop me. Might slow me up a little bit. <laughs> the, uh, the that one day last year when somebody I thought uh, put a bomb next to me, probably about ten feet away, by my feet, uh, to blow me up. I, I became very fearful because I thought I was gonna be blown up. And, uh, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? And I couldn't run. I can't run with my leg. You know, I could, you know, maybe somebody else could run away and hide. See if, because that thing started smoking. And when it started smoking, I was waiting for the fuse to go off. And uh, for it to kaboom. And I uh, didn't know what was. And uh, so Lord said, kick it. And so I went over to it. And like an idiot, I didn't kick it at, in the first moment. I looked down into the, uh, it was a, a very large glass jar, 
they put a bunch of stuff in it and the fuse and it's gonna be like is you know it's gonna be I thought it was a bomb and I looked down and I said oh John don't do that and Lord says kick it <laughs> I remember him yelling at me kick it and I just with all my might I kicked that thing with all my might with my right leg and it just flew I mean it flew busted apart and because uh, I thought it was gonna blow up in my face and uh, and then come to find out it was not a bomb but it looked and sounded like a bomb I didn't know it was not a bomb it was something else and uh, what it was was a type of uh, incantation to ward off evil spirits so it was kind of smoking thing that ward because he said you are evil and we want you out of our neighborhood you're evil and we're warding off you because you're an evil spirit that's what they're calling me yeah, that was at Broadway and Iris in Broadway last summer so that kind of slowed me up to go in there because he was he was riding a three or four thousand dollar bicycle and he looked very nice like he had a lot of money and that was a very up North Boulder very expensive area and uh, he talked about his neighborhood and so he he has a lot of friends in that neighborhood and they got together to do that he had enough courage to do that and uh, but even in that to me it's a gift to be out here and if I get blown up well <laughs> at least I finished my course I guess I don't know I know there's nobody listening right now but if most people click off that's fine I'm gonna finish this because I'm enjoying myself I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more wherefore I take to you record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God He's referring to the scripture that says if you don't preach the gospel you don't tell them about Jesus their blood is on your hands Paul says their blood is not on my hands because I I did it I I preached to everybody right their blood is not on my hand to record this day for I am pure from the blood of all men for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock sheep sheep flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers he's talking to the elders of the church the elders are the overseers the pastors of the church that's who he's talking to you're not gonna feel my face anymore he said it's like me I'm pouring my life out because there's gonna be a day you're not gonna see my face anymore I'm gonna be gone you know I'm at that season of my life right <clears throat> all right uh, Council of God take heed therefore you to yourselves to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to do what to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood the church of God that he purchased telling you that Jesus Christ is God like the guy says Jesus isn't God he's just some little peon God is Almighty not Jesus that's what he said that's what the guy told me earlier today fine whatever yeah. but yeah you know I, I came against him for a little bit but he's not one of those type of guys that would you know he's really big and muscular <laughs> he'd bunch me out in a minute so I was wise right why should I cast my pearl before swine no reason to he hath purchased his own blood the reason why is because I'll see him again and I'll see him again as long as he lives in this area or lives in Colorado I'll see him again it's like Walter said I've seen you many times I've seen you for years so he said I've seen you for years and years and years that's a testimony of faithfulness purchased his own blood for I know this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you grievous wolves wolves in sheep's clothing right wolves in sheep's 
covering. We see that already, very clear. Not sparing the flock, we're gonna destroy the flock. Also of your own selves, own selves, the believers, your own selves, your own pastors, the own elders of the church, of yourselves, man oh man, shall rise, shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves, after them. We see that today. We see that today. Those are wolves that are called pastors of churches that are drawing people away. Just like this gentleman here from Virginia, he and his wife came up to me right off the bat when I first got here. You know, they're from a church that doesn't teach the Holy Ghost. They're against the Holy Ghost. That's why I told them about the Holy Ghost. He said, we, he just wants to talk about Jesus. But John the Baptist said, there's one coming after me, Jesus Christ, and he's gonna baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. They don't agree with that. Walter does, but this other couple from Virginia don't agree with that. Because their church teaches against that. Not in the Bible, but their church teaches it. Bible doesn't teach it, but their church teaches it. It sounds to me that their church has a wolf in it somewhere, teaching unsound doctrine. But they believe it. They believe it. Oh well. Let me tell you, people like that, I, I feel sad for them, for what's coming up. Because I don't think they're going to be able to make it. I, I, I don't think they're going to. What happens if their church that they love so much? That's the first thing he said. What church are you with? He didn't talk about Jesus. I had to bring Jesus up. So what church are you with? Are you with the church locally? Yeah. So right away, I know that they're of a religious spirit. It's all about their church. All about their church. Not about Jesus. It's about their church. Very popular church. I'm not going to mention the church name. I've met many, many, many. There's two churches here in town with that denomination. It's not the Catholic Church. They're a Protestant church. Anyways, uh, you know, that's, that's what we got going on. That's why I tell people, you got to get into the Word of God, specifically the King James, and stay in that Word, man, because you're going to be led astray. Because like it says here, For I have not shunned... Uh, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter into the church among you, not sparing the flock of Jesus Christ. Also of your own selves, the elders of the church shall men arise, speaking perverse, twisted, manipulated, ungodly, unsound doctrine things to draw people, weak people, people who don't know how to read the Bible, who don't want to serve Christ, who don't want to keep the commandments of God, who love their sin. To draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn every one, night and day with tears, Night and day, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> night and day, night and day, night and day. I do that night and day. One of the beauties of technology is it runs night and day. Four o'clock in the morning, my video went live. So from four o'clock here, be three in the morning in California, my video was live, preaching the gospel online. We are, by the time I woke up in the morning at uh, 5.30, uh, 5.40, I already had three or four views. So I was already preaching before I woke up. How about that? Amazing. <clears throat> and uh, draw away uh, three years. I cease not to warn every one of you night and day with tears. You see me cry. I was crying today on the, on the class, crying. Tears. Tears. Crying. I hear people say, oh, stop crying, it bothers me. I don't like that. Whatever, do whatever you gotta do. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. <laughs> commend you to God, because there's nothing I can do about it. 
Wolves are going to come in anyways. I warned you. Wolves are going to come in. I'm warning people now. I'm warning people that there is a dark thing that's coming and God's preparing people who are willing to take on that responsibility, take on that calling. So many people say, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I got to build my business. I got to build my career. I got to finish my college education. I got to finish this. I got to do this. I got to get married. I got to go out and plow the field. I got to fix my car. I got, a, I got an old 57 Chevy I got to fix. I'm going to restore that thing. Yeah. Serve God? Are you kidding me? I'm going to go rebuild my, my uh, old knucklehead Harley. I'm going to rebuild it into a beautiful showroom quality motorcycle. I'm going to cruise around. Yeah. People are not concerned with the kingdom of God. They're concerned with their own world. Cares of the world are stealing people left and right. That's why I encourage you to go out and witness, 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 witness all the time. As you're working, you've got to keep working. Don't stop working. Keep, keep working. Now I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up. Hallelujah. And give you an inheritance among all men. See, a lot of people, they, they want to build their worldly estates because they need, they need to have an inheritance. Well, they want to give an inheritance to the children. I mean, the greatest inheritance you can give your children is the kingdom of God. That's what my children inherited. That's the only thing they can remember. They said, Dad taught us about Jesus. That's all my, our dad taught us about Jesus. Their dad, my children's, I'm the dad of my children. So the children said, Dad taught us about Jesus. Jesus. How about that? What a great legacy that is. Dad taught us about Jesus. Amen. They didn't say that about mom or about their grandparents. They said that about their dad, a family member, their dad. They didn't say that about their pastor. We all went to the same church together. It's but gee, Dad taught us about Jesus. Dad taught us about Jesus. That breaks my heart every time I say that. Because, you know, they're in their 40s now, you know. Are they going to leave Jesus? No, not in a million years they'll ever leave Jesus. That's all they know is Jesus. Since they were conceived in the womb, that's all they heard is Jesus. We, teach, we taught and preached Jesus to our children from the womb, the moment of conception that we knew. Yeah, we didn't wait till nine months. We didn't wait till they were five years old, then began teaching. We started, we started the moment the conception happened. Started teaching and preaching Jesus. That's why our children, when they're four years old, they receive Christ on their own. They already, they've been with Jesus for five years almost. Over five years. This is four years and a few months when they receive Christ. Still saved today. Still saved today. Amen. Praise God. Both filled with the Holy Ghost. Praying in tongues, doing miracles, preaching the gospel. We've got great kids. Great kids. Hallelujah. All my children. All my children are born again. All my children are filled with the Holy Ghost. All my children are in the ministry. Different kinds of ministry. Not the kind of ministry I'm in. Different ministries. It's amazing, right? Two of them are in heaven already. Praise God for that. All right. Therefore, watch and pray that... Okay, I already said that. Um, God is able, uh, by His grace, which is able to build you up, to give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. Who sanctifies you? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost sanctifies us, washes us of that filth of the world. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities. And let me talk about that for a second. A lot of preachers say, oh, I, I work. I don't, take it. I don't take anything from God. I work. Well, I work too. But if God says, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do something different. So now you have a choice to make. You can follow Paul and disobey God. God says, I want you now to go full. Like he told me, I work. All my missionary trips I went on. God bless you, sir. Thank you, man. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. So all the missionary trips I've been on, I paid for myself. First one, I did it like everybody else tells me to do. Raise pledges. And in those pledges, nobody honored their pledge. 
had a friend of mine who was praying for our uh, mission trip, the very first one I went on, and said the Lord said that uh, Satan is trying to plant a bitterness, a root, a bitterness, a root of bitterness in your life. It's going to destroy your ministry. You have to let that go, John. So he called me and talked to me, and I, man, what a great friend. We have to have great friends. This is way back, way back in the early 80s. And uh, so he stopped Satan from planting that seed of bitterness that would take root in my spirit and would probably take me my whole life or maybe never overcome it, but he was able to dig that out of me instantly the moment he saw Satan plant that seed of bitterness. Yeah, because Satan got all the people who pledged to support us in our missionary work, he got every one of them not to honor their pledge. What kind of Christians are those who make a pledge that don't honor it? I vowed to the Lord, I said, that's it, I'll never do that again. I'm going to work just like Paul worked and supply our own needs. And that's what I did for the next five missionary trips I supported myself. So when I came to Boulder on this trip, I was going to do the same thing. The Lord says very clear to me, so you're not going to do it that way this time. You're going to, you're going to have to have people give into your life, into your ministry. That took me probably two or three years just to get that into me because I've been independent. right? I didn't want to take anybody in. Hang on a second. <laughs> Got to check my sure the camera's still rolling. Very long video here. That's all right. <clears throat> I don't mind. Just give you something to watch for a movie instead of watching a movie. You know, get your Bible and just kind of go through this and listen as you, I mean, I don't know, whatever. I have coveted no man's silver gold. Yea, yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that no laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. That's what I'm doing now. I'm giving everything away. I gave all my retirement. Everybody says, oh, you got to have a 401k. You have to have your retirement account. I gave all that away. God bless you. Thank you so much for your decision for Satan. So uh, I gave it all away. It took me about three years to give everything away. I had tens of thousands of dollars saved up for my retirement, right? I'm retired. Will you do that? If God told you to give everything away, would you do that? If God told you to give your business away, your company away, would you do that? That's what God asked me one day. I want you to give your trucking business away. Thank God it wasn't too big. Well, it actually doesn't really matter. It was supporting us. Our business was supporting us. We gave it away. More blessed to give than to receive. Doesn't mean you cannot receive. Receive is a part of giving. You give. And you receive. You receive so you can give more. Giving and receiving goes both ways. Paul gave, people gave. Did Paul ever receive for his needs? Absolutely. We see that. We see that in Scripture. There were times when people, God told Paul that people are going to give to you in your ministry. And you're to receive it. Why are you to receive it? Because it's not for you, Paul, it's for their account. Now Paul says, all right, I got that. I'm going to receive your gifts and offerings to my ministry, he said, because when I do that, you're going to lay treasure up in heaven into your account that you'll be rewarded for later on. Right. We'll finish this up. Verse 36. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. Kneeled down and prayed. Let me stop right there. I was going to do something, but I didn't want to do it now. Verse 37. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake, that they should see his face no more. And they accomplished, and they accompanied him unto the ship. And he set sail for Jerusalem. The real 
kind of a sad chapter, verse 20, because he's not coming back to them anymore. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you that uh, sometimes we do leave and we don't come back. Uh, just like up here, I'm not going to come back for, for another month. So I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Lord, I just pray for the lady who just walked by. She awaited me. She was in the restaurant working. She, I don't know if she owns that restaurant or not. But uh, my heart breaks, Lord, how people so reject you. The freedom to know that you're saved. To know that when you die, you won't have to face utter destruction or darkness or emptiness. Even to know that you're not going to come back and do it all over again. How, how horrible of a thought is that? I mean, it's a lie, but how horrible of a thought. So, Lord, I thank you, and I just dedicate this sermon unto you. In your name, Jesus. Have a great day, man. I love you. Bye.